Grow Great is a city government leadership podcast with Lisa Norris and me, Randy Cantrell. Each week we share insights, experiences, and wisdom to help you and your leadership grow great. Our website is growgreat.com. We got this stranger. If you're watching the video, but the strange person that we've talked a whole lot about behind his back, but we're glad to have him today. I'll let Lisa make the introduction. The subject is empathy. Now let's just for context, let's set some definition of terms. We're viewing empathy and compassion, which happens to be the apex of our leadership recipe, compassion, compassion, technically defined as a focus on others also happens to be how we define leadership, a focus on others, compassion and empathy. We view those as kind of synonymous. They are sympathy in action. I can feel sympathy towards somebody or for somebody. That doesn't mean I do anything, but if you're truly empathetic, if you, if you're practicing compassion, the way that we, Lisa and I view the world, you're, you're taking action, you're doing something with that. So with that, I'm going to let Lisa introduce this special man sitting beside her. That's right. If you're watching, you'll see him. If you're not watching, you're probably going to be entertained by him at least. But this is Don Norris, my husband. We've talked a lot about him on the show. Our our uh, other halves, you hear about Rhonda, you hear about Don. You'll never Don see Rhonda, by the way, or hear her. So okay. There's that. <laughs> well, it took a lot of convincing. I said, Don, we're doing another show today. And he's like, yeah. And I said, well, <laughs> tag, you're it. <laughs> And he, he willingly actually came on because the topic today is we've talked about is empathy. And, and that is something Don I've always admired. He's always had a, this great way of just identifying need and acting on it. He doesn't sit idly by, he immediately does it. And what I've always been so impressed with is so many people think to act upon something for others, it needs to come from the top. They're waiting for their organization to say, Hey, go, you know, get a star off the tree or go get an angel off the tree or let's do a coat drive or let's do this. And those are all great as well. But what I appreciated most, you don't have to wait for the top. You can see a need, identify the need and act upon it to help others and empathize with them. And Don came from, for those that may not have heard or listened to other episodes prior to this, he came from a production environment. So a uh, printing company he was a print supervisor for many years, my layman's term of it. And uh, he basically managed the print operations, these massive machines, printing off financial statements, checks, et cetera, every day, all day with a deadline. So this is not an environment. If you're thinking he's sitting back at a desk, waiting for a job to come through, he's literally either working the floor or working the queue continually to meet deadlines. And that's important because it's not like he's looking for things to do to go be empathetic and help others. He's doing this in the midst of deadlines that have to be met for service level agreements. Um, so I think that's important here. But um, I always love it when he tells me stories. I'm I'm not the best at doing this. And so I'm always impressed with them. And and Don, talk just talk a little bit about a couple. I know you you did like a diaper drive, you did a water drive with made and had your team participate. Just kind of share us how you identified those and saw the need and filled the need with action. Yeah. So we <clears throat> at one time I uh, put together a water drive. I had read that uh the city of Capel was uh, 
short on water for the firemen. And <clears throat> there was a drive for not only the firemen when they're working a fire to have, you know, the hydration and stuff. Um, there was also a time it was combined with uh, veterans, helping veterans that were homeless be able to have water. So they were going to take this water and, and, and go around to all homeless people and pass this water out. And I came up with this brilliant idea to get everybody involved was to uh, I'll match, you know, because not everybody can afford to go out, even get a, you know, a case of water. And, uh, but I decided to match it. And as I told my team about this, and then now this, my team is separate from all the other teams in, at the site. And I had this wonderful group of people and I had just one lady named Diana, my team that um, she would always help me like be the ear. Cause not everybody's going to tell the leader what's really bothering them or what, what's, what's their challenges, but they will tell somebody. So I always asked her to be the ear so we can, you know, always kind of do the little things. And so I said, uh, I'm going to match whatever we put up for water as a team. Well, Thinking. They, yeah. I thought that was a great idea. Thinking it's going to be six cases. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least nine cases. I had nine team, team members and uh, it became, let's just say long story short, I had to buy two full pallets <laughs> from Sam's. And, you know, we got that delivered over to the fire station and, and, uh, it's just those type of things that I look to look forward to doing. It, it's, uh, it's it, what's important for me is have to, and want to. Yeah. I love want to, I just want to do it, you know, and, and have to, I think in, in an environment that we worked in, people don't want to have to do, but if you can reach, reach out to them and say, Hey, you want to do this? Is this something you want to help somebody? And it just kind of gravitated from that. So many different things, uh, helping, helping other people anytime we can, you know, my ear would always come back to me and go struggling with a bill or struggling with this. What can we do? Well, and not to embarrass them, we would do something and come up with a bogus gift card winning thing. So we wouldn't embarrass them and right. we'd put money on a gift card for them to pay a bill. And they had no idea that I actually knew what was going on but would always try to keep it to where they felt good about it and weren't feeling like um, we know their business. Right. And, uh, and then of course we would always make it a group function to add those things in there. So it was a lot of stuff like that. We did. Was you know, part of the fun of the water drive, making you pony up and buy more water. I believe it was, but as we talked, <laughs> which is also this, good for the team, by the way, I mean, everybody and benefits a, and being a veteran, you know, it, it touched me a little bit, you know, you know, I want to help anybody, but hearing, you know, veterans, homeless, you know, firemen, you know, love those guys that, you know, yep. the courage that they have to do the job that they do at times. So I just wanted to jump in on that. So, and it was fun to get everybody involved and it made them think, you know, I think when you do one, they already start generating the ideas of, Hey, right. we could do another one, you know, and, and then, then, when you can develop it with your team, like, you know, we're here 12, 14 hours a day. Sometimes we wouldn't have a day off for two months. And, and so this is your family in a sense, mm -hmm. you know, it becomes that. Sure. And the, and the ones that resist it, they come around. And, you know, when it comes to helping people, it became a, a group effort. I can't say the whole site was like that, but I can tell you my team was, and it gravitated to some other teams where now it became a challenge. What can we all do together 
instead of just one team, you know? So I enjoyed that because it was a want to, you know, as a leader, as a leader who practices empathy, describe, describe that for us. I, I, I'm fairly certain that I get it because I'm similarly wired. So when you spot, you spot a need, what, 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 what provokes that? Or do you just, are you just, do you just see it? And there's not really much effort. It just kind of leaps out to you. A lot of times it does. Um, Cause that's how I, it is for me. For me as a work, you know, employee wise, I would go around every day. The most important thing to me was communication with my team. So I wanted them to know, even from the employees that maybe were going through difficult times, you know, where I have to do write-ups and stuff like that. I would still spend quality time with them a few minutes every day they got my attention because even though maybe they weren't doing well at their job i had to find a way to to reach them you know i just it, it wasn't a our, our environment was a recycle environment well you didn't do it good enough let's get somebody else in here and we'll get ready i didn't i just i wanted to end that so even with the best employee or maybe not the best employee i spent time with them every day i would walk around that shop and talk to them memorize what they loved, memorize, you know, they were cowboy fans, you know, cause I know that's very draining on people and, you know, even being a Buccaneer fan. I mean, I've got experience with that. <laughs> so, but you know, I, I would spend my time like that and you would hear the little things that might bother them, you know, that yeah. they're having difficulty with. Yeah. And that's the stuff that I would try to focus on. I'd pull my, internal leadership team that I had on those things. And we would discuss, you know, we don't want to water it down. We want it to be from the heart and, and, and basically improve that person. Even if it's for a day, we improve it for them for a day. And you've already mentioned how contagious it was. I mean, it even, it even spread sometimes it even spreads to another team. So let me talk about that. What, What do you think's going on there as far as culturally with, with a team? Well, I think what they realize is, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there who don't realize, you know, the small effort they can make to improve somebody's day. Just the smallest little thing, right? And they get a little taste of that. You know, just doing something for somebody, a lot of people, I don't know, maybe they just dismiss it. Um, then there's a lot of people that go, man, that just that felt great to do that. You know, and and then you realize, you know, if you sit there and think about it, you realize for a minute, like, man, it was like no effort, no effort to do it. And I think that's what got everybody involved was, is to see that, you know, five minutes of my time, 10 minutes of my time improved maybe one or two people, you know, and the guy next to me now is thinking, man, I want to do this again, you know, or, you know, it's just stuff like that. That's what you saw. People just when when we came to work, you know, it's just this different environment where we worked. Um, you know, we wouldn't even see a, a leader on the floor unless we did something wrong. So I wanted to change that, and so we spent a lot of time with our people, just talking to them and and you know, learning about them and then trying to realize what was difficult. Sometimes it was work stuff, and sometimes it was home stuff. Can you, you know, quantify what, the performance difference between, say, your team and other teams that didn't function the way your team did? Oh, yeah. I mean, with my team, once we developed this kind of atmosphere on our team where we even made the slightest thing, birthdays, a big event, 
for 10 minutes a day because, you know, we had to get on our production. But we took that 10 minutes out. And unfortunately, I had to sing happy birthday. And um, you haven't heard him sing. It yeah. is unfortunate. Yeah. So, so, you know, it was just those things, always trying to make those times out. Even if we knew it was somebody's kid's birthday, you know, we would take the time out to say something to them. And, you know, uh, our leadership team above us would try to make it where, well, we're just going to do one birthday a month. Okay. You guys do that. We're still on my team. We're going to have their birthday every time a little celebration a little celebration on the yeah. team so everybody's involved so you know i always kind of went against the grain on that where Dunk work. Were, i love it uh you know we were going to do our thing and continue yeah. to do our thing and you know and one great story i could share with you being a veteran never ever at, a, at that site was anyone celebrated as a veteran the veterans day came nothing right so didn't bother me because I'm not one to, I'm not one to need uh, recognition. Actually, sometimes it, it embarrasses me when Lisa sure. does this stuff to me. <laughs> and uh, so I remember uh, we just moved to Arkansas hunting, and I didn't even tell her until it. I pulled it off. There was a. Uh, it's unfortunate. There was just a, a defiance of don't celebrate Veterans Day at the site. So I figured, you know what I'm going to do? I ordered a big Happy Veterans Day cake, cupcakes, some food and snacks. And I told somebody I was going on vacation. I need you to pull this off for me. And they did an impromptu in the middle of the shift. Hey, we got to come to the office. And they celebrated Veterans Day. And I did not realize how many veterans we had. But then... The one veteran I left behind, I told him, make sure you find a way to uh, to recognize them. Because I was already on a planned trip, and I noticed that there was just uh, people that were concerned about, how can we never do this? Uh -huh. And uh, so anyway, so I, I, I did all this and pulled it all off without anybody knowing except for two people. And I got all these texts while I'm in my hunting blind. Matter of fact, distracted my hunting. <laughs> They could not believe that I pulled this off. And I, I will tell you that uh, the people above me weren't too happy, but it's because they didn't want to do it. Right. And I, I mean, it literally took no effort, but there was a group of people there that had no appreciation, felt no appreciation. And for something so simple, so simple. Yeah. Cakes it's just, and cupcakes. Yeah. It's just, yeah. you know, and not any cost. I will hardly. tell you that it's changed to now that we hung a banner, a banner in there for veterans day. We have all the flags and symbols from all the service groups that are there. And now they got all the people displayed on the banner time. They served what they did as they served, you know, which was kind of nice to see because you, you work around all these people and money and talk to them. Yeah, have no idea. Some of them were so many different MOSs that they served in and skill sets that they had that you know right. people didn't realize what they had. So, so if you had to give a grade, which this will be the easiest way to do it. So if you had to give your team a grade versus the average team at this facility, how much higher is the performance because of these kinds of little things? A plus plus being the best, B being the worst. I'll just say an A. I mean, I'm not going to go, uh, I'm going to tell you that we went from probably yeah, a but, D. But the other, but the other teams, the average other teams are, are going to be what? C? C. 
Yeah, I would say a C. I mean, two two grade levels. It's well, significant you know what they, is the point. It's a huge, huge bump in in performance and productivity and everything else when oh, you yeah. when you focus on other people. Well, and I think well, they see that part over there where hey, somebody cares. Somebody actually cares about that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not just in here to twelve hours a day. Sometimes work through lunch, not get lunch. You right. know, they would bring a pizza, a slice of pizza to your workstation, and that's what your lunch was. Um, to a point where they saw a team that would, you know what, you can do what you need to do. We're going to stop for five minutes and recognize, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, like m- one of my favorite things is to have a stand up meeting. Right. And, you know, cause, cause my message might not be the same, you know, the old rule where I'm going to whisper in your ear and then I'm going to, she's going to whisper by the time it gets to the end of that line, who knows who said what completely different right. state. Right. So so one of the things I put in place with mine, which I learned from another leader that came in, was a stand-up meeting every day. And I came in early and printed out our goals for the day, goals for the week. And they stayed on that piece of paper, but I handed it out every single day and had that 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 meeting in the morning. We never had that. And that changed everything because everybody felt important because I was maybe over there five minutes longer with another employee Another employee says, well, he didn't spend that much time with me this morning. And so I felt it was important to, okay, we're going to make everybody important. And it doesn't have to always just be about work. So sometimes I'd had that stand-up meeting handed out and I would talk about anything that I recognized that happened in the world that was, you know, you know, fun. I didn't want to bring much drama into the environment, but anything fun that I knew about the people, that's the stuff I paid attention to, which she she finds me weird about that as I memorize a lot of stuff. So, and that's because so, she can't remember where she put her keys. That's right. We talked about that this morning. As a matter of fact, yeah. in the podcast. Yeah. I was, I was listening to that podcast. I was laughing over there. So it's who, true, who, right? who, who, if anybody had a, had a profound impact on you as far as just kind of the, the way you're bent toward leadership, anybody? Um, I have to say my tank commander, Sergeant Wendley. And uh, he was, his name was Paul Wendley. He, he, he's like me. I, we drove there to see him just because I wanted to tell him thank you. And he just, he didn't want anything to do with it. And I think I, he molded me who I was. I was a snot-nosed kid. Didn't, I grew up, started out having everything I wanted and then very poor after that and not having opportunities, but didn't dwell on not having the opportunities and not even sure why I joined the military. I, I think I played racquetball against the, the uh, recruiter. And next thing I know, I was on my way to <laughs> Fort Knox, Kentucky for tank training. So, um, and I was good at what I did, but I don't think I had it in my mind mentally to be as good as a person, as I should have been, right? As a leader, because uh, everything that ever happened to me, I always seemed to be the lead guy. And I always told her, can I just follow once? It'd be yeah. nice just to follow once. Can I just be the guy that says, no, we, we should do that. <laughs> it always it always seemed to be the guy that, you know, hey, Norris, why don't you take care of this? And yeah. like, so, Sergeant Winley, I will tell you, it came one breaking point of me being a young, naive guy, he gets off the tank, gets in my face, gives me a very candid conversation about where I need to be as a leader. And 
I could have either reacted negatively to that or I can receive it, think about it, and then see where I can develop myself from there. And from that point on, I I, I chose the, the the development side. How come? I decided, was, I there decided that, was there a reason that you made that choice versus the other that had to do with him? Because I kind of agree what he said. <laughs> well, and, and you've always been. And there's been be people better- around me that that I've seen like that, maybe necessarily didn't think I was that way. And, uh, safe so, to safe to assume that you knew that he cared enough about you to tell you that. Oh yeah. Yep. And, and I, and I, I think it changed everything about me from that point on. Well, because that's what you're doing. You're, you're, you're demonstrating to people. You're not faking it. You're demonstrating to people that you actually care about them as humans. I would right. suspect that he was the same way with you. Yep. There's so many people, you know, it, as we lead, they're not genuine. We've all come across them. We can name them. And you, those are not the ones that you want to follow. And we've talked about having informal, you know, whether Don was, and you weren't a leader in the military either, right? You were a corporal. Well, is that a leader? That was I, don't, a leadership I, don't know, I don't know. See, I don't know all the ranks, but I know you always hear about sergeants, lieutenants, all that stuff, but People always are drawn to him. It doesn't matter what we are doing in friendships, in relationships. It uh, they're drawn to him, and he's he's a genuine soul. And what I love most about him is we're talking about empathy. You know, people can react and hear what he's saying and say it's always roses. It, it wasn't always roses, but he has an ability. We've talked about this in prior podcasts with his baseball team. He is equally hard and holds them accountable as he is rewarding in the right moments. Neither of them he does too much. It's like he has it perfectly timed. And I think that's so important here because he is another one that people will follow into the war willingly. I mean, they will go with him to this day. He's been retired over a year. This His team still contacts him. He still talks to the Cowboy group at work. Every time, every Sunday, there's a Cowboy game. He is texting them. They're texting him. And he's a Bucks fan because he's a Florida kid, by the way, for those of you that are listening and don't know, there's the context. Yeah. He was yelling at Brady yesterday about something in the last 19 (laughs) seconds of the game. I don't know. It was an awesome. Come on, Brady. Yeah. We're recording this on a Monday after, after Brady just, well, he did a, he did his Brady thing, man. Yep. He pulled off the comeback at the end of the game and won it. So he did his hundred thousand yards. Yeah, it was record, and they put his football away, and then he comes out for forty seconds with no timeouts. And yeah, were you game. were you yelling at the TV? I he was, was yelling at his iPad because I was watching Heartland on the TV. Oh my <laughs> lands! Yelling at the iPad, I like that's it. Right. I like it. I like but anyway, it. I think you know that's it's so important here just to understand when we're talking about empathy. You can see he's genuine. He identifies the need. He acts upon the need. Um, and I think his team was better because of it, because he had that same level of compassion with each one of them, each one of them. He, I even remember there was hard times with a, a female that was there that was difficult at times. He had the same level of compassion and generosity with her in a time of need than any of the team that were the high performers. So he just ca- he just cared. It doesn't matter. He cared for them as humans. If they're not performing, he tried to step them up you know, uh, and lift them up. If they were having a hard time at home, he tried to lift them up. Um, and he, I think you were a counselor as much as you were yeah. leadership, uh, at work. So, so Don, 
Go ahead. I was going to tell you that there was a defining moment for me to long time ago. One of the guys I've worked with, actually, he trained me and then I became his leader. Um, he's been there probably 35 years. And uh, I came in as a temp and he ha- he trained me on everything about the print shop that they have. I already had worked for EDS, Ross Perot's company. I worked in his uh, tape environment and also the print shop. And uh, so one day he was talking to me. And as a, as a coworker, he would get into those ramble conversations about his personal life. And I can remember I was very good at like looking out the window and feeling like I was listening to him. But then one day I became his leader and I did that trait to him, which I felt so bad about because he got done with this conversation. It literally was, I, I already had worked 12 and a half hours and I was trying to go home. Lisa had dinner ready. Kept sending me a text. You're going to be home 615, right? Because that means, yes, at seven, I'll be there. And I remember him having this conversation with me. And all I could do is stare at the back door. (laughs) And he goes, he finished this conversation. He goes, you are listening to me, right? And from that point on, I changed everything I did. And that was a serious moment for me because for one second, somebody felt like I wasn't listening to them. And I don't know why it bothers me, but it bothered me, right? And it's just everything in general. I just want everybody to know that it's just those type of things is important to people that you work with. Like I said, you know, my environment was different. I'd spent probably more time with them on a daily basis than my family. And they, they, I don't, I guess they need to be nurtured some somewhat somehow and men and women alike yeah no every everyone and uh so i would i changed from that point on i can just tell you that it's important to let your people know that you care and within a production environment they just can't come and leave their machine and spend time at your desk so um i always had a point of do my things at my desk and then make my rounds for people in our audience don that that are thinking yeah, but you know, I, I'm not a boss and I don't have any authority. What advice would you give to those people to make a positive difference in their work environment? Well, I don't think just because you're a boss and you don't have authority, you, you don't, you don't have the authority and you're not a boss. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, I think you got to know what's, what your environment all, will allow. And you know, push it just a little bit to try to make somebody else's day better, you know, or their life better or whatever the scenario is. Because if you don't have that and if everybody's just a bunch of cyborgs, you you don't have a, a, a collective team, you know, you, not everybody's going to be on the same page. And these days and times are a lot harder. The workforces are a lot different. Um, I mean, I came from an environment I couldn't believe when somebody told me, Hey, I'm going to give you some gift cards. I want you to give these gift cards out to people for doing their job today. I'm like, do what? (laughs) Why would I do this? (laughs) Huh? He said, how do I do this? No, why why would I do (laughs) this? Why would I do this? (laughs) Even I misheard you. But, you know, so, you know, we, so we had to design an incentive program, you know? So I think, I think the most important thing is for people to understand is, is, uh, as leaders, you want to be a good leader. Well, Sometimes you're not defined by what you do. You're defined about what your team is doing, you know? And so 
if you're not involved with your team and that sometimes that involvement means there's got to be a little personal inner interaction, understanding them, you know, their life in inside, outside of work and what makes them tick, you know, cause sometimes a gumball means a gumball means a lot to people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We talked about that in another episode, you know, and I think here, like Don said, the type, the title is irrelevant. I think what matters and he can correct me if, if I'm wrong, is it's a bit genuine. What what will be ineffective in empathy is if you're doing it because somebody's uh, the squeaky wheel and because they got something. Now, I want I want a free grocery card and you give it to them. I think that's the most ineffective thing somebody can do. Uh, with Don and his team, they they identified needs and they fulfilled those. But again, it came down to the right timing and a genuine a genuine compassion and caring for that individual and where they are at today. And that today they need a lift that today they need just a little bit of good news, um, to help them keep going. We need to get Don in city management. Look at him. For those of you (laughs) listening and not viewing, Don just viciously shook his head. No, vigorously shook his head. No, (laughs) no. No, I think it's great. I think it's great. I'm a huge fan of Skunk Works anyway. You know, that pushing, just push it just to your, you you worded it perfectly, you know, just push it a little bit. Just a Those little boundaries. bit. Yeah. There's always forgiveness later, as they always told me. They made a mistake by telling me that. <laughs> right. for, for one of their objectives, my leaders told me, you know, ask for forgiveness later. They shouldn't have told me that. Because then when they saw my actions, they were like, then they felt like, you know, we need to change the culture a little bit. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, pounding your hands on the desk all the time. Sometimes you just go out there and do because you want to do. And that's that's the way I operated. And it was fun. She she I didn't realize it was a big deal until I listened to these conversations you guys have. And then I see I hear conversations she has with her, her team. Cheryl, which, you know, I, I listened to her and Cheryl one day and I just was amazed at uh, what I listened to. And Cheryl's my boss, for those of you new listening. So just all the different interactions. And then she wants me to come on a podcast. And, you know, and I understand it's a big deal. I never understood it was a big deal. I never, never understood the appreciation, at least from my team to me, till the day I left. That was the worst experience of my life. The day I left, everybody's crying. What do we do? You do what I, you do what I did. You continue to do the things that we did that made us great, you know, but I just couldn't understand. <laughs> I couldn't fathom it. I was like, I never felt the appreciation coming back until the day I left. They just did what I did, or they just folded into what I did and they felt good about what they did. And, you know, they got involved because it was fun to get involved, but I well, guess Lisa's, I never prob- under- Lisa's probably told you my barometer of how valuable somebody is at work. When they walk out the door, is there going to be a funeral and a lot of crying? Or are they going to break out the weenies and the marshmallows and have, have a, a weenie, weenie roast celebration? You know, so yeah. no, you 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 absolutely hit a home run. You you want there to be a fu- a funeral. You want them to weep when you when you walk. Ooh, out it was rough. I, I didn't think I was ever going to get out of the building. They formed a big old line and 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 then and <laughs> made then, you run the gauntlet. And then what was weird is I did walk through that line. I'm like, man, did my team not come over? They were on the back porch of the building and some were just crying. And I'm just like, you know, what do we do? You know, and I was just, just do what we do. 
yeah. continue to do all those good things, you know, work hard, but you know, don't forget about the people, you know, don't, don't forget about those little things that we developed here and the little things that we did to make everybody feel like they were a part of this team, you know? So it's just odd for me to sit here and talk to you guys about it because it was just natural. It, I can't really tell you why I did it, what it, what it was. And I'm not I'm sure there's plenty of people out there like me, but, uh, yeah, you know. well, you're 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 sitting in with two of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's and it's interesting because you know as we talk about it, it's so important. I told Don, I don't have that natural inclination. I have of, of what he has in empathy and identifying the need. He has that natural innate innate ability, and and as we talk about leaders, this is why it's so important to get different people on your team than yourself, because. If he was on the team, he brought to them something that others did not recognize, and he can bring that help to other people and also shine that light that's so desperately needed in today's world, right? He he was the light for so many. Um, and you need people like that that recognize those things. And some of us just aren't built that way. So it's nice to have somebody that brings up the idea and you're like, oh my gosh, yes, let's do that. Doesn't mean you didn't care you just may not have that natural gene to identify that well uh, and frequently. And you always need people on your team because it is a desperately, people will say they don't always need appreciation, but everybody needs a little bit, you know, in those moments when it's genuine. Any parting thoughts, Don, before we wrap up, you and Lisa? Me, I have none except for saying I appreciate you and, uh, even, you know, just listening to you every day. I mean, I still go out and find your links and I go watch your podcast. She'll find me in the room listening to you. Talk. You're just a glutton I mean, for punishment. Aren't yeah, well, I just, I just enjoy the, what, what the effort's about, you know, and, 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 uh, I wish that I had that type of leadership early on. It wasn't there. And, uh, as far as, uh, developing myself, you know, having a, a leader above me, it just wasn't there. And so a lot of my stuff is just self-taught lessons learned and nope, I'm not going to do it because I didn't like that. So, and so I, I sit back and I enjoy what you guys are doing. So I hope everybody that comes on here and listens and, and, uh, and sees your videos that they, uh, they take the time just to sit still for a second and go, let me think about this. You know, let me, let me, let me think about what this video could do to change how I, interact with others. Yeah. And I think that's so important here because our listeners are at all different levels. And as it's, it's expanding across the States, um, you know, Don's not even our, it's a city government leadership podcast, but I think that goes to show that it is neutral enough. He's retired and still enjoys listening. Uh, could be in part because I'm his wife, but I think he actually genuinely enjoys listening because he'll He's listened to several of them. He goes, that was a really, really great one. You know, I like the, I like the topic on football or the grant, your grandson. Um, so I, I think that is helpful for so many listeners that it doesn't, you don't have to be in this niche. It really can benefit you in certain times and in certain topics that might just, you know, be that one lesson that you needed to hear. Well, there's great value in cross-pollination and uh, seeing other viewpoints, so. Thanks for being with us, Don. I enjoyed it. Did you? I did. Good. It was scary at first. No, no, it's painless. <laughs> yeah, it's comb pain. my hair, brush my teeth, put a yeah, nice shirt well, on. You're the best looking. You're the best looking guy here. 
course, your, competi- <laughs> your competition's really weak, though. Oh, thank you. I always look better when I sit next to her. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We appreciate everybody yeah. tuning in and listening. Lisa, I'll let you say goodbye. All right, guys. Well, we, we always uh, appreciate you listening in. You know the whole drill. We hope this helps you grow yourself, grow others, and grow your team to be great. Thanks for watching and listening to Grow Great, a city government leadership podcast. For Lisa Norris, I'm Randy Cantrell. Be well, do good, grow great. The website is growgreat.com.